Oh my goodness, Alicia, I am so happy that you're here. I've been looking forward to uh, this interview and also to listen to your story because I think that you are going to be able to inspire a lot of women. So please tell us a little bit about you. Please tell us, uh, you know, like your, your trajectory from where you were in the past and all the way to like how you were able to create the business that you have right now. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and so happy to connect with you and your amazing audience. And it has been a journey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that yeah, you're hinting at, you want me to mention is I am a cancer survivor. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, it was stage three cancer. Wow. Very close to stage four. And they told me if I didn't take care of it, I could be dead in a month. Oh my goodness. It was intense. And I was 24 years old and I had just turned 24. It was like a week after my birthday. So I was like 23 in a week, you know? So the reason why this is important, you know, besides for like, yes, surviving women, surviving, getting through it and how it relates to where I have gotten to now is that is it okay if I say any bad words? How do we feel about yeah, bad sure. words? Okay, sure. right. <laughs> my, <laughs> my bullshit tolerance went down. Okay, yeah. so that's what it was. When Makes we sense. are right, when we're young and we feel that the most important things in the whole world are outside of our own happiness, like validations from you know potential partners and lovers or jobs we want or how people see us, when all that stuff is at the forefront of who we are, then we don't put ourselves first. We worry about everything. It's like drama, drama, drama. And then that stress and that fear of, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Do people like me? Am I being seen? Am I going to be successful? I believe that stress, and this is scientifically proven at this point, stress will manifest in the body. Yes to create illness. And hopefully for most people, it's just a, a headache or a backache, right? But for those of us who are highly sensitive, and a lot of us are, especially for entrepreneurs, it means we have a deep connection and we feel so deeply. Yeah. And that's why we want to bring in people that are our soulmate clients and our like-minded clients, right? We are, we are emotionally powerful people. And that also is connected to our intuition. Okay. So when we feel as deep as we do, we're intuitive as we are. We don't listen to it. We ignore our feelings. It stuffs up. Blah, we get sick. So when I realized something was physically wrong with me, because when we're busy people, which we are, everyone who is watching this, you're busy. I know. Okay. When we're busy, we tend to overlook not only our own self-care, whatever that is to you as far as your own routine or lack of routine, but we also overlook the trauma we're dealing with that we keep shoving down, the grief, right, of a parent or even a pet that feels so hard and sad and we don't have time or make time to deal with it or we don't want to deal with it because it's sad and it sucks. We push it down, right? We keep pushing, pushing, pushing until our body can't handle it anymore. And then it explodes in some way. Mine turned into tumors, right? So I knew intuitively something was wrong. And 
I knew because my, I was in the shower and my finger kind of grazed over a little bump. And I, um, I never actually had lumpy breasts. I know that's a normal thing, right. But I never had that. And, um, so it was new, something, it it was new, right. When we are present in the moment, really present, really dropped in, we will notice those changes. When we are so wrapped up in the drama and the story, like we were just talking about, we blow through it or we're, we notice it, but we're too scared to deal with it. And I understand that. And I have compassion for that, but it is so friggin' important. If you notice it to do something, because when you notice it early, like it's pretty curable to tell you the truth. It really is. When we're talking about finding a cure for cancers and things like that, what we're really talking about is prevention. How do we prevent getting cancer or how do we prevent to where you get to the point where it's already stage three, stage four, and now you have to go through treatments and shit, as opposed to like a stage one lumpectomy and a little radiation, eat some vitamin C and you know, who loves you, right? That's what we all want. If we have to have it, which we don't have to have it. Okay. But I was ignoring all my trauma, all my shit. It manifested. I felt it. I've always lived a very mindful life, even though I was rushing and putting everything else more important than me. I was lucky enough to grow up in a household of a family uh, where my mother practiced a lot of Buddhism. And we learned to be still, to be quiet, to listen. So even for the crazy chaos that goes on around us, we have moments where we can choose. I'm just going to pause and take a few breaths and really listen either to the amazing, gorgeous woman across from me or my own intuition, or that voice, that higher self, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, or my friends who are saying, hey, you're kind of a stressed out mess. I don't know if you've noticed, but like you're hard to be around, (laughs) or we really hate your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Like hear what those people are saying. So when we're present enough to hear, we can make choices to save our own lives and to increase our joy and to increase our wealth. Okay. So I'll wrap up this little part of the story. I I went to the doctor and I said, I have cancer. There's a lump in my breast. She said, you don't have cancer. You're 24. It's probably just a cyst. Calm down. Let's check it in a month. Right. That was the first one. No way. Good thing. I didn't listen to her. I listened to me. Okay. I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm not. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sick. I'll deal with it. Let's give it five days before I get antibiotics. Right. That I knew into it, like, you, you know, you know, Sarah, don't yeah. you know when something's yes. freaking off, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you listen, if you know how to listen to your body, yes, definitely. Right. And sometimes even if you don't have tools or techniques yet on how to listen, then just be present and notice if you're actually tuning out the truth because you're scared or don't want to deal with it or don't want to make time to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, if you don't make time to deal with it now, you're not going to have time to deal with it later. Yeah. And that's a burden on your family and friends who are so sad. It's an emotional burden. They're sad that you're sick. So, so what happened? Okay. So she said, don't worry about it. I said, I'm going to argue with you there. I went to the cancer center in Beverly Hills and I said, here's my Amex. I would like a mammogram and a biopsy, please. Like I was ordering friggin' French fries and a burger. Okay. And They said, okay, you know, this is going to be really expensive. I was like, glad I got the MX. So I got the test. It turned out it was stage three. They immediately referred me to a uh, 
oncologist and my doctor who originally said, don't worry about it. She was amazing. She called me back in and she was like, you were right to trust your intuition. We were just going off data when I made that recommendation. And she's taken great care of me since then. So I do need to give her some gratitude, even though that was part of my story, right? Yeah. Part of her telling me to do that was so that I could sit here and tell you. Yes. And it's understandable that, you know, she sees you so young that she's going to think how somebody that young is going to have cancer, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this was in the mid 2000s, 2005, 2006, you know, so now it's unfortunately more common Yeah, that young people are getting sick like that. So um, anyhow, I went through chemo, radiation, double mastectomy, wound up doing fat graftings. And, you know, now I got a good set of girls and I got some beautiful hair <laughs> and I'm here to live the, tell the tale. And when you, you know, for, for you and anyone else who has gone through a, uh, you can call it a near death experience. When you almost die, you look at your life and you go, oh my God, this is not what I want to be doing every day because I might only have one more day. What do I want to do with my life? And that's when I started my business. And then and, and eliminate the bullshit. Sorry, honey, say that again. And, el- and eliminate the bullshit. Like, okay, yeah. wait a second. I have more important things to do with my life than dealing with this. So one thing that I got, uh, that I, I got, and um, I'm going to tell you why I'm mentioning this, is the fact that when you say that, when you said that, you know, like I, I realized that I don't need the approvals of others, you know, inherently, genetically, as human, we want to be accepted, right? Mm-hmm. By everybody, right? Yeah. We want people to like us. However, there is something that is called approval addiction. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that it is, it should be a preference. It should not be like, it like, like that innate desire that if we don't get the approval, all the people, I just want to like crawl in bed and I want to die. Right. I just uh, the reason I'm mentioning that is because I just became uh, certified with that <laughs> um, this week, this past weekend. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, my so client needs you. <laughs> yeah. So so again, um, it, it and and it's sad that sometimes we have to go through a near life experience to actually understand what are the real priorities. And if we really need to have the assess- acceptance of everybody. Right. Uh, we actually uh, understanding what is really important for me. So that's a side way. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that you got that certification, especially because you're you know, you work with women, incredible women who are building their wealth. And there's so much of that story going on about what do I have to prove? And, you know, I, I, it's not uncommon that there is a lot of shame around having money. So, you know, when you're talking about acceptance, people are going to judge me, you know, um, you know, I came from a small town in South Florida. I lived basically off the Everglades. Okay. My mom was a single mother massage therapist and we shopped on the sale rack, you know, so there, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, what's the best way to say this? without, you know, feeling any guilt around, I don't want to outshine anyone in my family who maybe hasn't gotten to where I am yet. You know, you really have to stand in your truth that you're exactly where you should be. And when you are really shining your light, you give permission to other people to also step into their own spotlight. Mm 
And that's actually more powerful than hiding and feeling embarrassed about this gorgeous little empire that you've created because it's badass and people are going to look at you and go, oh my God, I will have what she's having, please. Yes. Yeah. Your cousins, doesn't matter where they're living, your brothers and sisters, they want to know, how can I do it too? And then they're going to have their own story, right, Sarah? They're going to go, well, she does that because, well, she's smart or she's, you know, pretty or all the things that they're going to say that they're not. Mm -mm, That's just their own, you know, Gay Hendricks calls it the upper limit. Exactly. It's not about, it's not about you or what you're doing It's about them. They feel that they cannot do it. It it has nothing to do with you. (sighs) Everybody can do it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm special and I'm also not special. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So then after you were able to survive this huge um, situation, um, what happened? Because you said that that's when you decide to start your business. Tell us about that. Okay. So when I was, let's go back it up. When I was 19, I moved to Hollywood to be a movie star. Okay. <laughs> and I believed in that dream like nobody's business. Okay. I believe in it so much. It still might happen. I don't know how, because I've yeah. been auditioning. It still might happen. Okay. So I was, let's see who I was acting. I was, you know, in the union, I had a TV show. I did commercials. I was making my own movies. I was producing. And then when you lose your hair and your, you know, your body looks different. And I also got very, very thin when I was on chemotherapy, yeah. uh, which I had a great sense of humor about because my friend, I ran into my friend and she was like, I was wearing a wig and she didn't know. And she's like, you have never looked so good. What is this diet? What are you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's chemo. <laughs> right. Having a sense of humor will save your life. Yes. Ladies. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, anyhow, I was acting and as I was acting and I was meeting all these people who were just, again, talking about the external validation. Oh my gosh. If anyone is an actor, writer, performer, singer, that requirement for external validation is actually a motivating factor to keep going. Yeah. Cause otherwise you get the rejection of, you know, a num- the numbers game in Hollywood is it's intense, right? Yeah. So you don't necessarily want to lose that seeking of validation, ironically as it is, but you need a healthy balance to know that it doesn't define who you are. It just means that someone really liked you for a part, right? So when I was going through my treatments, I had some really embarrassing moments. You know, I remember um, auditioning for something for Luke Perry when he was still alive and the casting director was standing there and said, are you wearing a wig? It's like, ugh. I am like, it was obvious, you know, it was like not one of my best ones. It was obvious. So I had to look at this and go, this is not my path right now. The only thing I was booking were breast cancer commercials, right? I need a different path. And over time, in a short period of time, I was starting to understand why I got sick. Cause I tested negative for all the genetic stuff, right? It's like, why did I get sick? And it's all the things we talked about holding all that stress, fear, whatever. I was like, okay, how can I help others? Right. So the first thing I did is I started a nonprofit and I registered a 501 C three and I started speaking at high schools. It's like, I got to start them when they're young. I got to talk to these girls about not making the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the teacher's approval, the most important thing, or even your parents approval, the most important thing. 
Don't worry about, you know, if you're overweight or underweight, you're freaking gorgeous. Right. So I started talking to kids and then slowly, but surely, as we were talking about being present and really listening, telling them how I heard that I got cancer, I started teaching them the meditations. Okay. And then the universe delivers, right? Um, long story short, I wound up teaching at Banana Republic headquarters, teaching mindfulness and meditation because their head of learning and development said to me, I want you to come and bring this presence and this intuition to my company, right? Because it makes everybody healthier, happier, and it improves profits. Wow, awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. So I received an invitation because I was standing in my truth and I was delivering from my heart. And you know what? Public speaking was fulfilling my creative acting craving too, right? So do you see how I really wasn't sacrificing anything? Yeah. I was still booking some commercials here and there. And I actually transitioned to doing a ton of voiceover. And I actually still do voiceover. I did a job this morning cool. because people reach out to me and they're like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, oh my God, that's so fun, right? The same way that those of us have our business and then you do this other thing on the side just because it's so fun, you know? So I, I just say yes to what's fun. So in teaching mindfulness to corporate, and then of course, Banana brought me into Gap Inc. and then Old Navy and then more and more companies and people started referring. As I was going there, the individuals who were attending these seminars reached out to me and said, I really am feeling lost and stuck. And some of them wanted to quit their job. Others wanted to move up in the company. And they said, can I work with you privately? It's like, yes, you can. That would be great. Let's do it. And so what we added to the corporate events was I would go and I would speak and then they would book me for a second day, give me an office, give me a sign-up sheet. And people would get 30 minute speed sessions with me one-on-one. And I was very honest with them. And I was like, you know, I might tell some of these people they need to quit. <laughs> and I might tell some of these people they need to ask for a promotion. And yeah. I also might tell some of these people to get over themselves and do better at their jobs. Right. And they're like, it's cool. We trust you. Thank you. Thank you, Gap Inc. I love you for launching me. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, snowballed after that. And additionally, um, in between when, uh, when I had cancer, I was bartending on the side in between acting gigs. Right. Because mom is not afraid to make a dollar. Yeah. And then uh, my sister, who was a wedding photographer, said, why don't you come officiate weddings? Because I like standing in front of people. I like performing and I love I love people. Right. So it's like when when you look back, if you feel like you've had a gypsy career like I have or, you know, maybe you haven't and you've been at corporate your whole life and now you're finally launching your dream. Trust in the timing and trust that every single thing that you've done whether it wound up being a job for six months or a hobby has led you to this moment and it's time to go. So my clients have come from my wedding referrals, my corporate referrals. And now, you know, I've been coaching for the last five years. Well, um, since just to make this evergreen in case people watch this later since 2015. So Mm -hmm. So, um, it's interesting, you know, like I feel that we all, can be very versatile. We are all capable of doing different things and receive different streams of income as well. And uh, obviously you probably don't have to do all of that anymore. I don't know, but because, you know, you have your business, but how has all of this influence with your finances and 
you know, like given the importance that that you have right now to like, I want to have more free time. I have I want to do other things that are important to me. How does that correlate? Yeah, well, you know, my uncle is a uh, wealth management advisor, as, as you know, and he taught me two things, which was diversify. But if you really want to be wealthy, you got to go all in somewhere. Right. Would you agree with that, Sarah? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I diversified by having, I purchased rental properties. I have an Airbnb business, so I have a stream of income. By officiating weddings, I wound up not really franchising it, but we became the biggest wedding officiant company in Southern California. And I couldn't do all those weddings. So I hired seven other people to officiate for me. I hired somebody to handle the management of the bookings and the questions. That company is still thriving. Even in the pandemic, we're doing a million elopements. Everyone pushed their wedding, but they still need to get married, right? So I have money coming in from there, right? When you're building true wealth, it is important to have multiple streams of income, okay? And then, of course, some stocks and things like that. And yes, I do crypto. I don't know if you do, but I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's done well for me. So so now that you mentioned that, it is not about the investment. It is about the investor, you know, a lot of people say, oh, this doesn't work. And I don't believe that the investment is not the one that doesn't work, but it's the investor, the one that is not working for multiple reasons. And obviously, this is a whole conversation we don't need to go to, but I just want to, you know, mention that side way. When it yeah, comes no, to- and you're right about that. When I, uh, when I first invested, I put about 25K into a mutual fund and I was in my early 20s and the recession hit in 2008 and I saw 25K drop down to 13 and I panicked and I pulled most of it out. Like right? a lot of people did. Yeah. Had I not done that, I would have tripled my money by now. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly what you're saying. It's also the investor, right? Yes. That's what yeah. now, one of the things I teach in my program is listening to your intuition because it yeah. saved my life. So if you're looking at, okay, what's going to happen in the market? What should I do? Listen to your intuition in addition to listening to important people who guide you, like you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. So um, when it comes to then my my new business, to go back to finish that question, I also have some diversity in my business. I don't just have one program, right? I have a low-tier program, and then I have a high-tier program, and then I have a couple little things. And you got to meet people where they're at, you know? Not everybody has 5K, 10K, 25K to jump all in. Or they're, or they're not ready. They might have it, but they're not ready. They're like, no, nah, I'm going to do this, the $1,000 version. Yeah. Let me okay. test this out first. Yeah. Let me test drive this little sample size, right? <laughs> and then they'll see if it's a fit. So that's cool, right? And the, so the thing is, when you have those tiers of those programs, then you open yourself up to receiving more amazing people. And if your program does what it says it does, then those people are going to get to where they need to get to and then reinvest in the 5K, 10K, 25K. Yeah. Right. So yes. just be, be a kind person and do what you say you're going to do, actually offer what you're offering and yes. show results, have the value. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you help your clients now? Well, in a handful of different ways. So the main thing that I focus on is my program called the Brilliance Method. So the Brilliance Method is a one-year program. 
it originally started as an eight-week program, and then it turned into a three-month program. And then what I learned was, oh, wow, in the first eight weeks, three months, people are really breaking through the fear of what's holding them back to go to the next level. And not everybody is, you know, most of them are entrepreneurs, but some of them are there because they really want to find love. And they trust me because I've officiated over a thousand weddings. Right? <laughs> and I'm happily married for 10 years. I know, I know a little bit about relationships. So it's whatever you're creating. I'm holding space for that. It's a fear busting course. You want to make a million bucks? Cool. You got to believe you can have it. And when those fears come up that want to thrash you down, you don't have to be fearless, but you're going to learn how to do it scared. Mm-hmm. And then the more you do it, you're going to be less scared. That's just how it is, right? So there's a couple options. They work with me in the Brilliance Method. It's an online class. So there's, it's a beautiful, beautiful course. The reason I recorded and produced this course, first of all, I'm a great producer because I wound up doing that when I lost my hair, right? So I learned how to produce videos. So it's, it's an amazing course. And so much of what I teach is something I repeat to my clients. So I thought, let me save you time and money. I'm going to put all this stuff here on this portal. So you get your own login password, you jump on in and then you learn it, you apply it. And then we do your coaching sessions around what's happening. Yeah. Right. What, what are the breakthroughs? What are the fears? And it's an incredible community of women. We meet as a group and everyone gets to learn from everyone's questions. It's a safe, confidential community, really powerful. People are making magic happen. And Oh, I love it. It's like the best thing ever. That's awesome. And I know that you have a, a free gift for the audience uh, in our community. So what do you have for us? I love giving gifts, especially it's my birthday this week. I know. I'm turning 40. <laughs> so awesome. I'm proud to say it. And um, someone taught me always be generous on your birthday because you're going to receive so much. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So even yeah. if this is airing after my birthday, I want everyone to learn, please be generous on your birthday. Give other people gifts on your birthday too, or gratitudes. Just thank yous. Think text messages, whatever. That's so true. I wrote a book called the seven secrets to waking up happy every single day. And in my program, there are seven modules. So it's a little bit from each one. So it's kind of like a little taste of my program. And there is some how in there. A lot of times when you're receiving free marketing materials, it's only the 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 why and the what, and you got to pay for the how. Okay. I'm giving you a little bit of how, and normally I charge for this book, which is why there's a little bit of how, but I'm going to give it to you for free. And right now, and hopefully, you know, I don't know how, how long this video will live on the internet, but at this time in the summer of 2021, I am offering a 20 minute clarity session for free to anyone who downloads the book. And I would love you to do the workbook before we get on the call. Cause again, saves you time. All right. And there's no sales pitch to join my program on this call. It is just me giving back, holding space for you to really reach your dream and to work through some of those fears. And I will give you at least one homework assignment that you're going to take away and have a breakthrough. So that's my offer. It's really kind of two, but they're connected. That's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Alicia, for being here and sharing your story. And then, um, you know, again, I think that this is very powerful and that you will be able to inspire a lot of the women in this community and to really take charge of their lives, take charge of their um, their money and, you know, put aside the approval addiction, as I mentioned, and and really think about what the priorities are or should be in their own lives, in their own personal life. Absolutely. All right. 
So important. And thank you. And thank you for all the work that you do and how you support other women and even me just by inviting me to come on here and meet your community. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. You you. you have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.